Welcome to the Poker Ain't Life podcast, where we try to debunk the million dollar question, is poker life or is poker ain't life? And we are back from Vegas, and Damon has already jumped into it. He asked me how we're doing, and like I said, Vegas was meh. I was going to say, my one word was kind of sad. That was my one word. Um, um, For me, I didn't play as much poker as I wanted, but the best part about it was just meeting everyone. Met some really great people. I know you met some great people on your end as well. I mean, overall, I'm going back, Tony. I'm going back. I think I should do that every year. Do one trip where it's just chilling, hanging out with everyone, and then another part of the trip where I'm just grinding, like nonstop grinding, firing two, three tournaments a day. Where the only place you're gonna see me is at a table. But why would you say your trip was meh? Uh, I don't know. I think I think we just kind of like overplanned, and yeah, I know Lady Moonbuck told us don't don't plan too much because you know it's Vegas has its own plans for you, and we found that out the hard way. I think, and no, I wouldn't say the hard way, but it you know, I think I'm down. I'm over exaggerating here, so let's 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 really get into it, right? So I had like a schedule for like 4K. I think both of us did right, like plan on playing about 4K in tournaments or something like that. I had 1800 when I shortened the trip and put it down to 1800. Oh, did you? Oh, okay, okay. Uh, oh, so shit, I get a I get a refund, don't I? Shit. <laughs> Just put that towards the pod. Shit. Oh, um, but uh yeah, I mean that was one thing I was hoping too. Is see, that's why we should have got I mean for people that don't know, uh me, Captain Crunch Tyler and uh Damian all had like a, a little thing where if we any any of our caches, we were going to put what was it three percent towards the podcast, just you know to push the podcast more. So, um, so we did not that did not happen. So, so we need you guys to help push the podcast. Um, and and you guys were doing a great job before we hit our hundred subscribers on uh, let's on go Spotify. We are like top thirty in Canada. So you know we're we're definitely making moves and um, before Vegas and then when we got to Vegas. You know, that that really like expanded everything, people our name and what we're doing and our mission. And um a lot of people uh really liked what we're doing. And so um yeah, I think just to kind of go back, I think poker wise it was meh, but like you said, like the connections we made, the uh the content we were being able to film, um, all that was really great. Um the photo. What's that? Especially the photos. Yeah, we got some great photos. I mean, Tyler, I don't know if you guys know our, our editor, Tyler. He's um the man by Captain, he goes by Captain Crunch Poker. He's kind of the man behind the scenes. He's our editor and photographer. And we really were trying to get a Twitter going um, to try to promote his stuff. And it kind of fell through at the last minute just because we were all trying to rush and get stuff to going for Vegas. But um, Tyler was like, screw this. We're not, we're not going to slack. He upgraded his camera at the last literally like two days before he bought a freaking big ass lens and all these a better camera. It was like a $4,000 fucking camera altogether. And fucking it paid off because he got pictures of Spraggy, he got all the big names. He's got tons of pictures, you know, because the, there's one he caught cuz like chilling on a chair, smoking a cigar, legs crossed, reading a paper. Like that was probably one of my favorite shots out of all of them. What was your favorite um, shot that Tyler did? Definitely the spread. Well, obviously mine, you know, he got, he got a sick ass shot of me playing. 
And it was crazy because that was the actual hand that I busted in. So I want to post it. Yeah, I'm going to post it and I'm going to give like captions for each picture. But that was the hand that I busted in with. um, I think it was, yeah, it was pocket queens and the guy had pocket kings. (laughs) I'm like, geez. And Tyler just happened to catch the guy that had pocket kings. He's like leaning like this. And Tyler takes the shot through his through his arm. It was dope. To catch me staring this guy down before I fucking punch it all off the queens. And then and then um actually no, it must not have been because I there must have I feel like I had eights in that hand or something. It doesn't matter, but Tyler takes great shots. But other than me, I think um I think the Spraggy shot was the like the most like I feel like so even yesterday I was playing poker. And you see the camera guy coming, so you like try to like get in your like pose, you know, like your fucking serious grinder pose or whatever. But like the more natural shots, even when I was talking to Tyler, is like what people really want to see, I think. And the, right, because the one that he caught Spraggy with, it was like, and Tyler's caption was perfect, perfect, because he's like, uh, I think Spraggy just realized that I caught a great shot of him, and his face, Spraggy's face, just looks like, oh shit, did he just catch me? You know. And um, yeah, was, I think that was my favorite shot. But all his shots were really good, you know. For sure. I mean, just you said something also. But I think all of us as a whole, when you see the cameraman come and you kind of get in your pose, like I've actually had a cameraman come and I've tried to like bluff off a hand, and like it worked. But if the cameraman wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have did that move. Like yeah. I wanted to get on there, and then I showed the bluff, and the table went crazy. But had that cameraman or camera woman not been there, I was not bluffing. Right, right. That's funny. Yeah, it's so interesting that uh, how you act, you like how people will react when cameras are around or when they know they make a final table. You know, I I, um, I think I'll act, honestly, when I get there. I mean, the final table that I was on, um, both of them were live streamed, but the camera was like up in the ceiling and it was like a set camera, so it wasn't moving all in your face or anything, but like going around trying yeah. to catch- like when, when it's that, when there's three cameras going around you at once, I don't know how you're going to react, you know, Oh, how I will react. I would say. And it's crazy too. Cause we're, we're talking about how people react with cameras. You got to think about how people react with a rail also. Like even like if I knew I was playing and let's say, for example, shout out to Jonah, Jonah is like, Friend of the podcast as well, killing it, killing it, killing it. I think he's had like two top threes so far for the series. He um, came third in a tag team. And I think he came either a fifth or a third in an online bracelet. Um, but definitely shout out to him. But the reason I said that is imagine if you're on your coaches on the rail, Tony, and <laughs> you're playing and he can see your heads. Like imagine how nervous you would be to like make a mistake or make the wrong move when your coach is literally sweating you on a final table for six figures. Like that, that would make me nervous. Yeah, for real. That, that Very nervous. Very nervous. That's why I don't mess with coaches. <laughs> no, but really uh, that, that shit is insane. Like I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine being able to do that. Your friend is there. Like, if I'm there and you made a bad move, I'm like, yo, Tony, you shouldn't have made that bad. And you would do the same for me. So even if it's not your coach, you'll still, like, probably play different knowing your friends are watching. But your coach is there to make you better. So I'd be way n- too nervous. Yeah. But maybe that makes you play better, you know? Maybe it doesn't make you punter or whatever or do anything crazy. But, you know, all, everybody on Fosto's team, again, shout out to fucking Jonah and Fosto and Lady No Muck. 
but mm-hmm. big time Jonah. I mean, he got a 40K win in something, I think it was 18th place. Then he just, you know, 40, he had 80K win in third in the tag team. And then he, you know, I think it was sixth place in an online event. So I think he's over, it's probably, it's probably over 100K this summer, you know, just fucking crushing. And, you know, all the, all the, um, oh, so that's what I, to bring it back. I was going to say all uh, Fosto's uh, trainer, trainees, trainees are, uh, are crushing it. And um, just to bring back how the pressure of somebody watching you and the cameras and not only the cameras or your coach watching you, but like your backers watching you, you know, yeah. and there was, a clip, there was a clip of this, this woman. Did you see it? Oh, man, bro. It's so embarrassing. But I'm going to see if I can find it. I'll throw it in with this podcast where there's this clip of this woman. And she, what she does is she must have backers and she calls off for her tournaments. And, you know, when somebody goes all in and you and you uh, and you call, you got to show. So she didn't want to show what she called off with. You're, you're talking about um, the chick. Uh, yeah. I forgot her name. Poker. I don't think it's Poker Panda. It's something similar. I know Poker Panda. It's Poker Panda. <laughs> Poker Panda is a friend of the podcast, but it, it's like something. It's like a, a weird name, like Poker Kitty or something like that. Yeah, yeah. and she and she doesn't. Uh, and for people that haven't seen it, she doesn't uh, doesn't want to show her hand because she has backers, I'm sure. And she, <laughs> she wrestles the dealer to try to muck her hand and like shove it into the the, the pile of thing. And the dealer like grabs the card and like holds it down. It's the most embarrassing thing. And she walks out. It was like. I've never seen something so embarrassing in poker in my life. Shout out to the dealer for standing his or her ground as well. Yeah, bro. But man, crazy stuff, man. I, I, the pressure, the pressure of the backers, the camera. Uh, I mean, I'm ready for it, but who knows how I'll react <laughs> for sure. Yeah. The thing I was going to say too is like, you think you'd go to the WSOP and it's going to be easy. Like, I don't know if people's gotten better over the years, Tony, but, like, the cash games always had, like, two or three tough players in there. It didn't seem as recreational friendly as one would think. Like, I know one thing I'd say is I played cash at Paris. One three felt like I was playing 510, the amount of, like, three bets and four bets. Like, it legit was some of the best people that probably just stayed at Paris as well. And they played a series all day and then they grind cash at night. Some of the hardest one threes I've seen. And well, then like, I- like your uh, your buddy said, the uh, the driver. Spoiler alert: We got a nice interview from uh, from a driver who plays who's a grinder out in Vegas. But uh, like he said, um, he Vegas is like the best of the best, right? I should, I mean, sure, there's probably going to be some people there that are fish, but for the most part, if you're going to Vegas, like you prepared, right? So you may be the best in your city, but everybody in Vegas is the best in their city, you know. So it's mm-hmm. like you're out there, you know, playing with people that know what's going on. So even at the BPO games, like I, I, I qualified to go down to play in BPO and while BPO was going at the nugget, it was definitely like really, you know, fishy play. Like people are in there with King five suited and fucking early position and stuff like that. But as soon as it ended and everybody had to leave, like you would think there would be like a few stragglers. Nah, the, the, the people that, like even there was a game what was it it was like must have been one of the dailies i missed uh so maybe we should go back and talk about what happened but about why poker sucked but uh i ended up going to the horseshoe one of the last days because 
uh, I heard that the dailies were bringing like 30k up top for first. So mm-hmm. I go over there and uh, what's the uh, for that one, Tony? For anyone that may not know, uh, the dailies they run three dailies every day for two. There's like a 240, a 400, and a and a 200. And like I said, up top was bringing about 30k. <clears throat> so I had to get over there. Actually, shout out to one of my buddies, Mike. He ended up taking like six in one of the dailies for like 9k. Let's go, and, Mike. So I go over there and uh, come to find out they're like the monster stack is happening. So they're taking up all the tables. So they basically capped the tables that day for the daily for at freaking 15 tables, which is trash. So I end up going back to the um, to the Nuggets playing the Nugget daily. And mm-hmm. I think everybody had the same idea because there was tons of people at this Nugget daily and they were like really freaking good. I'm like, I'm expecting, you know, to see these these players with King Five and these, you know, these these opening ranges. But now nah, it was like everybody was really good, and even like the people with the trash opening ranges, they were balancing, and you know, you were seeing crazy stuff. So, really good poker being played. Yeah, it was, it was for sure. And um, yeah, I just think uh, to like go back, um, poker in Vegas is is very difficult. So I think we. I went out there <clears throat> thinking that I was going to play like 4K and, and and events, but when I got there, so much stuff was happening that, you know, I didn't realize. And then I had never been to Vegas, so I didn't realize, you know, traveling from place to place is going to take time, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to cost money, you know, eating's going to cost money. Um, all this stuff was, you know, kind of like hindering the, the schedule. So to get more into specifics right so i tried to play in uh what was the first event so i i was already registered for the bpo so i played the bpo uh, the bpo the bpo i ended up i ran really good i mean i was crushing these people i ran all the way up to like 150k again to this hand right before break and i always fucking tell myself just yeah i always leave the table like five minutes before a break because yeah. something we played together you left like three minutes early and i should have behind it because a lot of people play different right when they when they know a break is coming like they're either trying to bully or so if you get big hands near near the break you would do you know you can possibly get it in because people are just trying to go to break so they're just like oh fuck it up he can't have this whatever i'm all in but you know then they do have it so it's just like almost like an added pressure when break comes. So I just don't, I try to like, you know, diminish that all together and just leave. There's been a few times like where I've, I've stacked people right next to break. Like I flopped a set, dude flopped a set, got guy raised like three X. I had pocket eights. This was, this was not even in Vegas, but flop uh, raises three X. I call out of the blinds with pocket eights, flop a set. He hits uh top, top uh, ace King. He jams all in. Cause he thinks, you know, I'm going to fold. And there's mm-hmm. a fluctuate there, and I call, and he's out of the tournament. And so, like, that happens all the time. So I just, you know. <laughs> you probably want to be on the winning side of those, so you should want to stay towards break. But if you have a big stack, I think it's just adding towards the variance. So I just kind of stay away from it. So in this case, I should have listened to my my uh, my my tip, where which is, and literally I've had this written down, beware of the break, right? So, um maybe i should find like a better so like beware uh like like a break tilt or break i don't know whatever so i got like 150k blinds are probably like 
1,000, 2,000. That's an old, like 1,500, 3K at this time. And I don't know, it's probably like 80 left and they're taking 25 to day two. So get into this hand and right, like I said, it's right before break and I should have just left. And mm-hmm. I and I get King Seven suited on the fucking cutoff after I was just talking talking shit about these guys that are opening King Four or whatever. So I get King Seven. Oh, I got man. a big and I got a big stack. So I'm you know I'm trying to bully a little bit. So I get the, the King Seven suited of hearts. I open. Uh, was it hearts or diamonds? I think it was no, it was diamonds. Yeah, and um, I open the cutoff. Uh, fucking dealer folds small blind uh, flats big blind flats i mean uh no checks right so flop comes uh ace of diamonds jack of diamonds eight of clubs right yes plus draw right so small blind checks big blind checks i see that i don't know one third pot right so then small blind, flats, right? Big blind only has like like 12 bigs at this point, and he jams. No, maybe it was more. It must have been like 15, 16 bigs at this point. He jams. I call. And then small blind re-jams for like, for like I don't know, an absurd amount of bigs, like, basically if i call off it was gonna leave me with like 30k you there bro yeah so so again we're on the flop i got the nut flush draw small blinds clearly trapping me right so i'm thinking she's got a set or like maybe uh, now i'm like leveling myself into thinking maybe she has like you know some type of two pair which kind of doesn't i mean could make sense i guess you know to try to stop the flush draws and then I'm like, I'm like oh, and what is the big blind? I mean, the big blind could definitely have more two pairs, which makes the small blind have less two pairs, right? So, um, yeah, right. So I, so now I'm just leveling myself. I fucking end up calling it off. So I'm like, if I win this pot, I'm going to have like probably like a 400K stack and I'm freaking going to ride that shit to the, to the moon. And I call off, come to find out, Sorry, it's a long fucking story. Come to find out, small blind was really trapping the shit. I mean, she had pocket jacks. I don't know how you flat with pocket jacks, but whatever. A pre-flop. <laughs> she had pocket jacks for top set. Just it, to slow down. I was gonna say some people definitely play jacks like how they play eights. Like yeah. I've definitely seen a lot like they wouldn't do that with queens, but I've definitely seen a lot of people flat tens, flat jacks. And there's an overcard and a flop there. It's easier for them to let it go than the three bed or anything like that and then be faced with a situation. Yeah, I get it. So, yeah, the lady trapped me. And come to find out, the big blind was just as fucking strong. This dude had fucking pocket eight. So, set over, set over, nut flush draw. And, of course, I didn't get there. Left me with 30K. And then a couple of hands later, I got pocket nines or something like that. Jammed it. Got called with overs. And I was out. Rip. Yep. Yeah, but before that, I played the uh, the five hundred, um, the online WSOP event. That was the only WSOP bracelet event I played. And um, oh, how did that go? You went to the online streets. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that's what that's what took a big hit out of my uh, out of my shit. I, I tried to I fired two bullets in that shit. Ooh, 
Yeah, yeah. fire two bullets in that shit. Busted bullet. Compared to live. Uh, yo, I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, that's what kind of like, once I did that, like, I felt like I really should be playing, but then I did I, I, my, so, so anyway, so online out there was, depending on what table you are, you know, it could be soft or fucking ridiculous. And that's Damn. what it I started off at an easy ass table and I was crushing them and freaking I ended up I, I, I got it in with Kings and guy called me with like 10 Jack suited and fucking ends up fucking flushing out on me I, like pre-flop. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck just happened? So then I'm like, all right, well, I, if that's how they're going to play. I'm going to rebuy. So then I rebuy and then I'm out of table with fucking sharks, bro. I'm like, yeah. this is crazy. And then so, so then I'm in a bad mood, but I'm like, I just played with sharks and lasted for four hours. Maybe I should play some more. So then, you know, that was uh Sunday. So then Monday was when BPO happens. I'm playing good in BPO, then bust with the nut flush draw, whatever. Some may call it a punt, but we won't go, we won't go there. And, and all, all, your, all your stories end with a busted flush. I know it's terrible, bro. <laughs> Not really. What do you mean? I, the, the, um, the King Seven Hand. Oh, the King Seven Hand. That was the Buster Flush, sure. But usually I get it in with, with pocket pairs, you know. I know, I know. I was just giving you shit. Yeah, I know, I know. But um, so where was I? So then Tuesday, what happened Tuesday? So Tuesday was supposed to be our meetup day, right? We were mm-hmm. all supposed to meet, we were supposed to interview Maurice Hawkins. We we're supposed to meet at uh fucking Grand Lux, but somebody was going deep in a tournament. Um few other people were playing poker and we were just like, um, it probably doesn't make sense. So if you did show up to Grand Lux and we weren't there, I apologize. But I think I respond. I think I hit everybody up in time and told them that. Wasn't gonna just say yeah. But in the future, man, uh, and a lot of things didn't happen. Like bars had to, bars banger um, had to, he's actually going out there today. So we didn't catch him out there. Um, there's a few other people, Jeremy Boston, we didn't get to catch. Um, uh, I know I'm missing somebody else. Hefe didn't go out there. Jonah, he just, he's a, on a, in his own world, in his own zone. I hit him up while I was out there, but he was on his way home at the time just to read. grinding, man. He's out there making money. He's grinding. I'd be doing the same thing. He's grinding. Upset, though, because I could have had him in some gear gamble at any, any of these final tables, you know? I brought mad gear out there. And he's like, what are you doing tomorrow? And I think that day, I was—I don't even remember. I was just like, I need to play some poker because, uh, like I said, Tuesday, we were supposed to meet up for content, but it didn't happen. So I think we ended up, we were supposed to go to the Venetian, but nobody went to meet at the Venetian. So, and I was already at the Nuggets. So I was like, all right, Tyler, come to the Nuggets. Let's play this tag team. So then we played the tag team, which was amazing because Quine, shout out Quine, Quine, poker. poker as well. Say that one more time. He's in P and S poker as well. No, P's and Q's poker. That's why I say you corrected me. I was making sure I was right. But yeah, so uh, we met her and she introduced me to another homie, Abby, um, which is <laughs> poker. Yep, yep, yep. Who works for uh, Poker News. So, man, the connections were great. That Tuesday really. You know, although we were, we, it was kind of like a option C, you know, it's still like it was probably one of the most amazing days. Because uh, was that the day we met up with you? 
Yeah, so, we all hung out. We went out that night. That's the oh, night you beat the little. Right. You yeah, won a dance battle that night. I found out you played soccer that night. Like uh, that wasn't that night. That was the night after Tuesday night. You came over to Fremont. We walked around Fremont for a while. Remember? Oh yeah, Fremont was dope. Yeah, that's and, when we picture. Fremont a lot, Tony. I thought you was about to become a performer at one point. Every day you out there. That's your spot. They know you out there. <laughs> nah, they don't. They, they don't mess with me out there. I didn't. I literally the whole time I was out there, I was out there mad times. I probably talked to like three people, all black dudes, random dudes that just probably went to smoke or just talk because other people wasn't talking to them. But <laughs> yeah, wow. but it is. They don't. They don't. They ain't talking to us black people out there for some reason. Maybe. Uh, they, everybody- maybe I mean, they fuck with me probably because I look like a nerd. Yeah, that's what I think. I, think <laughs> I, I, I didn't look dirty enough for them. But, yeah. um, but now nah, we took some great pictures on Fremont too. That picture in front of Four Queens was dope. You know what I mean? But then the night after is when is when we um we went on to the strip, and that's when we took all those pictures in front of the of the mountain and uh, the waterfalls. You know, I'm just realizing that I don't have the footage of the vault of the fire. I wonder if it's. I gotta look for it. They have. We were you there? Did you see the fire show too? I don't think you were there at that point. In the water show, but I didn't see a fire show. Oh, okay, okay. So right before the water show, Spree brought us over to some other casino, and there was fucking fire shooting up in the air. Shit. Damn. Yeah. You know, I definitely recommend for everyone to go to. Was it the Bellagio where we seen the um the nursery? Yeah. Ooh, beautiful. You ever played Final Fantasy, Tony? On Dreamcast or Fantasy Star Online? Beautiful, bro. Stop right now. <laughs> I don't know. I got to see. Bro, I am, like, the biggest Final Fantasy nerd in the world. Like, really? legit told me that you was might not mess with poker no more. I'm like, eh, Final Fantasy 16 just came out. I don't give a fuck, bro. Diablo 4 just came out also. What's it? Diablo 4. I don't know if you played Diablo 4. Three was legendary. I definitely spent a lot of time on Diablo oh. 2. Yo, that's so crazy that you play RPGs, bro. Yo, I'm a I just so I played um do you play do you play Final Fantasy? I did. I think I did Final Fantasy either six or seven, whichever one was on the SNES that was like one of the longer ones. Like there was only one that I played. Oh, okay. I I've legit played them all, mastered them all. Which was the best one? Um, damn, bro, that's a hard question. I guess it depends on like what you mean, like fighting story. Right. I'll, I'll ask this: Which one was the easiest one for you to beat first? Um, easiest? I mean, they're all like. So when you talk about like, so like with old Final Fantasies, there's a lot of like Easter egg types of like secret shit. So if you don't like include all the secret shit, like the easiest one to beat is probably like, like Final Fantasy Nine. Final mm-hmm. Fantasy Nine. Probably like one of the best. That like, what system did you play it on? Uh, Final Fantasy Nine is on six, not sixty four. Um, Super Nintendo, no, um, PlayStation One. Got it. Because there's so many. Was that like one of the first ones where the graphics was dope and it was a part of the PlayStation launch? The very first one where the the graphics were dope was was uh, Final Fantasy Seven, and that's one everybody loves. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I want to say. But to beat that is is like I mastered that game, bro. Like I can I can tell you how to get the gold chocobo and the knights of the round table. Yeah, I don't think these these people know about the chocobo, man. Yeah, bro. 
<laughs> like in my head, bro, I can tell you how to get a gold chocobo in the Knights of the Round Table. Like people don't, yeah. like it's, it's so crazy how much like people wouldn't even realize like my little bro, I don't even want to get into stories, but yeah, bro, it's it's crazy. I love I love Final Fantasy. That's like that and Naruto, that's my nerd shit right there for real. How, all right, so let me ask you this, Tony. Like, majority of the time, if I'm not looking up poker content, I'm probably looking up like music or just like random. Like, I don't know if you know who Coffeezilla is. Like, I'm really it's like documentaries and like um like online like in private investigators. So if I'm not looking up poker, I'm looking up something about music or sports, or I'm looking up random like documentaries of like bloggers online doing stuff. If you're not watching like poker, what are you like looking at on YouTube? Are you watching people like play games? Or are you looking what what are you doing? Um, I'm never watching people play games. That just defeats the fucking purpose. Like my son, I play Elden Ring just because I've been waiting for Final Fantasy to come out. And I'm a I'm a, I'm so pissed. Like Elden, if you've ever played Elden Ring, bro, it's an amazing game. But that that's hard as fuck, bro. That is a hard this is the hardest RPG I've ever played, bro. I'll just put it like that. It's I fucking good about I've, the storyline. And then I want to flip the script. You can I, bro, I've been playing that shit for three months. You, I don't even know what the storyline is. It's, <laughs> it's like it's like, you remember that game Earthworm Gym? That I dark Earthworm Gym on Sega Genesis. Come on. Yeah, like it was dark as fuck. You didn't really know what the fuck was going on half the time, but you was getting dope ass guns and shit. That's basically what this shit is. Like you, literally when you talk to people they're just like in the game like mp uh mpc what do they call them non-player yeah like the computers in the game the non-player npcs right yeah, yeah. um they'd be saying a weird action bro they'd be like the, the fucking death finger needs to be uprooted <laughs> seek, seek the fucking bloody candle in the west like bro yeah. you just there's no storyline. You're just going around talking to half dead monsters and people that grumble half. Sometimes you'll go up to somebody and like I went up to a nigga the other day. He looked crazy. I thought he was gonna attack me. He's like literally, he's got like a big ass like mask, sun mask on. He's like staring at the sun and he's got this bloody dagger in his hand. And I go up to him. I think I'm like waiting for him to attack me. He doesn't attack me and says, talk to him. I push talk. This crazy ass music comes up like and he goes, he goes, uh, nigga goes, uh, and nothing happens. And I'm like, yo, this game is too much for me right now, bro. One game, just on a quick side note before we take it back to poker, was Red yeah. Dead, Red Dead Redemption. I heard that storyline is dope. Like, I have Game Pass, so like, I, I haven't bought a video game in a long time. I just buy everything online. Like, how you purchase games these days? Yeah, I mean, I got a digital PS5, so I, I got to get everything online. No discs out here. Are you well, ran out of space yet? Nah, nah. Like I said, I only play RPGs, so there's only like call on my on my shit. I only got Call of Duty, um, and I've been saving space for Final Fantasy 16. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the controllers are right there. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm about to after after I play poker, we only got like a half hour, but um, yeah. Let's so let, let's get off the games, but um, Red Red Redemption is a good. Uh, comparison to uh, Elder. Elder. Yeah. And my uh, reason why I got into it, why I started talking about it, so I would say my son always looks up, looks up shit on YouTube to cheat in the game. Mm-hmm. And he's been this shit for mad long. I've been playing, we've been playing Elden Ring for like fucking 30 months. And I don't know if you go to, if you, if you know, but if you go to like the main screen and you click on the game, it'll tell you how much you've completed of it. 
Mm-hmm. Did you was- know that? So I'm like, I never try to look at that because I don't like spoilers. I don't like fucking cheating, none of that shit. Like I said, I, I did all that shit myself back in the day. Like doing, if you know how to get the Knights of the Round Table and you did it yourself, fucking you're a master, bro. For real. One of my, the only reason I did it without the internet back then is because another master, one of my boys, fucking showed, taught me how to do it and I did it. And it takes, it's, you got to breed chocobos. And, but anyway, so I don't like none of that cheating shit. And I look at my thing. And that shit's like 16% done with the game. I've been playing this shit for like four months, bro. I'm like, damn. Nah, well, back to like the poker stuff, right, Tony? Because at one point, like for me, I'm not good with like the poker apps. Like the phone apps, the poker bros, like nothing against it. Like I always open IG and I do something else on my phone or I get a text. I always some way somehow miss hands. So I never really got into like the poker apps. But you've been crushing it. Like, you've been crushing those free rolls. Oh, yeah, bro. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> I, I told you, like, I I study exploitative play. So it's just some people that, that study are going to recognize what I'm doing. But if you don't study at all, I'm gonna. it's going to be like, what the hell is he doing? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. And I... I don't know, bro. I, I, <laughs> I'm about to win this 150K today. You're going to see. I know you was talking about it last longer, but I don't know if you want that heat, bro. I don't know if you want that smoke. I'm actually trying to saddle in right now. So um, what Tony's referring to, today is June 25th. We're recording this, and we're doing a last long. Let's do it for 20 bucks, Tony. Sounds good. So Tony saddled into the 109-150K on BetOnline, a.k.a. Sportsbook, a.k.a. whatever skin you can find it on. But um, it's a really good tournament. I told Tony I finished like seventh in it before and I finished 10th. It's um pretty good structure. After you get in the money, excuse me, it gets really, really fast. So I think like for me, the biggest thing is just to survive till we're in the money and then really take advantage where people don't know proper ICM. So I don't know, Tony, but I got 20 bucks on myself right now. Um, I'm not studying. But I got one superpower with me. Jasmine's going to hate this, but White Claw. For no. some reason, when I drink White Claws, I always do well. I got three superpowers I'm looking at right here, but I can't show them on screen. <laughs> and we, we about, to, about to take that down. So you took 10th in this or 7th, you said? What's 7th takeout place? Um, it was less than 1,000. What? In 150K? I don't know. When I got 10th, it was less than 1,000. It was probably like seven or 800. That's pretty whack too, though. But a lot of the money is up top. Wow. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. Don't matter. So, but yeah, bro. Um. So, man. So, tell me about you. We didn't talk about you. I talked for like fucking thirty minutes. How'd you? Uh. How was your big experience? And how you feeling now? All right. So, for my Vegas experience, I know I said the shit was sad, but for me, it was mainly because I wish I played more. Like how you said, Tony, you have a plan, you have a strategy. So I took like a, I actually moved my trip because I realized it was Father's Day. So big shout out to all the fathers. Shout out to you as well, Tony. Here you chilling with the little one, busting his butt in games. But for me, I switched my trip where originally I was going to go Wednesday through the following week, like stay the weekend, see the town. But um, once I saw his Father's Day, I switched my trip from Sunday to Thursday. Like I made my trip a lot shorter. And in that, I already had my hotel booked, but my hotel was booked Monday to Thursday. I couldn't get the hotel um, book earlier for Sunday anymore. 
Long story short, my first day, I was down over $1,000 playing cash. So um, I, I met up with Tony. Huge shout out to Tony holding it down. I landed at like four in the morning. You land in Vegas. You look around. You feel that humidity. You see people on the slot machine. Your first guess is like, oh, there's money to be made. Everyone thinks, like in my mind, I always think tired, drunk people not on their A game at four in the morning. But I didn't realize that the tired, drunk person would have been me. So what ended up happening, Tony, was like I was jet lagged and I didn't realize it for like the first two days. So like I didn't sleep on the plane. It's a five hour trip from Miami. Didn't sleep on the plane. Stayed up hype as hell watching videos I downloaded, prepared for the trip. Like I was too hyped. So as soon as I landed, dropped my bags in your room and I grinded for seven hours. Yeah. And you know how you have the SpongeBob? 10 minutes later, down one gate. So, all right.